Good Life. I'm Dean Wilson. So glad you're with us wherever you're joining us. If you're here in Santa Barbara County watching us at TVSB, we welcome you. And so many of you are joining us all around the world at goodlifetelevision.org, at the YouTube channel, at the podcast, which is called Good Life Conversations, at any of the podcast platforms. And then uh, there's multi- there's a multitude of ways to access us, social media platforms. Uh, so we, we're glad you're with us for the ride, watching some of this great, uh, some of these great stories, uh, great people, great organizations making a difference, uh, overcomers and public servants and nonprofit leaders and executives and people of all kinds. We've we've really had to run the gamut here over the last few years, so we're grateful, grateful for you uh, wherever you are. And uh, today, I'm really glad to welcome uh, my guest. This is an amazing work that's going on just south of where we are. Uh, Rick Schrader is with me. Welcome, Rick. So Rick is an attorney. He's a real estate broker. Uh, UCLA, right? Wisconsin? uh, Wisconsin? My undergraduate was was Wisconsin, and UCLA was my law school. Okay, Wisconsin and UCLA, uh, the education. And then he's he's the president of Many Mansions, which is a housing, uh, nonprofit affordable housing and service provider here. They work uh, a lot of in Ventura County, some in L.A. County as well. But housing is a huge topic right now, just in everywhere. Uh, so I, w- I was really excited to talk about that. Of course, Turner Foundation has some role in that as well. But how did you get connected with many mansions? With a, I mean, you were practicing as an attorney, I know. How, yeah, I was, how, how, how that switch happened? Yeah, I was practicing and I uh, became involved as a volunteer. Okay. I, I had seen many mansions speaking actually at a chamber event and they said that they needed volunteers. So I wanted to do something to help the community. I was trying to figure out a way to do that. So I became involved as a volunteer doing pro bono legal work, then became a member of their board of directors, was a chairperson. And then when the executive director position became open in 2002, I decided to make a career shift and was selected as the executive director president. Wow. That's an interesting thing. You don't, I don't think you see that very often with somebody. So you really were serious about it. I was serious. I liked the direction that the organization was going. I, I liked the fact that we were helping people uh, with special needs. My, my daughter has special needs. Uh, helping people that were homeless, trying to help low-income families uh, that were struggling for housing. And uh, my background in, in Wisconsin, University of Wisconsin, was actually in real estate development. So I did a lot of finance and development, and I really wanted to become more involved directly in, the, in that process and not just as an attorney. So good. Were you from Wisconsin? I am from Wisconsin. Yes. Okay, I can hear it a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good, the Badgers. Um, yeah. and, then, and then you found your way out here because of UCLA Law School? I did, yes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Housing is a powerful tool, in my opinion. Maybe one of the most powerful tools in terms of serving and helping people. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if Maslow's hierarchy of needs, Mm -hmm. if you look toward the bottom, shelter, safety, Mm -hmm. housing, there's so much that housing provides that is so essential to life. Is this something you found to be true in your work? Absolutely. It is, it is a core need for all of us. So much relies on that housing, that stability, that safety, that comfort, 
your child coming home to a place that's safe and inviting and supportive means all the difference. Yeah. And uh, but it has to be affordable too. Right. So housing that where the person is spending all of their money just to just to make ends meet. Right. That becomes very difficult. It does. Know. And that's a problem yeah. right now. So organizations like yours that are stepping in, I just feel like are, are hugely beneficial to the community. Mm -hmm. And I think actually the government seems to be seeing that a lot more in recent years where they're saying we have to do something about this. Yeah. We have to at least create an environment where people who are doing something about it can do it more because right. right. it's a need. It is a need, and I, th I think it's actually my 20, 25 years as part of many mansions, I see actually a growing recognition among most communities now. Most cities and counties uh, have that basic understanding that actually, yeah, we need affordable housing in our community. It's good for the community. It's not good to have people that are homeless or struggling or overcrowded or whatever. Yeah. So we need a balanced uh, housing. So I think there's been a big sea change, I think, in attitudes toward that. I think you're right. My grandfather was a kind of a pioneer in this area, yeah. S small level, but big vision. And I told you before we came on, so he, he built in the 50s, he built um, 214 units in Riverside, California for seniors. My, my, my father then ran, ran this operation for 32 years and did a phenomenal job to keep it going and really to serve the people who live there. But the way that uh, the Turner Foundation thinks about housing, I think is very similar to the way you're thinking about it, which is the supportive services part, you guys also have a focus on education, right, right. is critical. Yeah. Describe your vision for how you guys do it. Yeah, I think that's one of the things I think that distinguishes many mansions. Although the housing is really the first and the most important component, it's that on-site support. Yeah, it's it's important for the children. So a, a number of our locations we have an after-school tutoring program or a summer camp program keeps the kids active, engaged yeah. in school, scholarship programs so they can go into higher education. But a lot of our housing also is for people that were homeless. And having that on-site support, working with a lot of the reasons as to why they became homeless. Right. Uh, we have two properties specifically for veterans who were homeless. Mm. And again, having that on-site support, working with the Veterans Administration in terms of ben uh, benefits, uh, medical issues, uh, mental health, things like that, are really important. Uh, because amazing. without that, sometimes, at least what they did in the past, without those on-site services, people would slip back into homelessness. Right. Or the children um, would stay in poverty. They would not continue with school. Uh, so we need that extra encouragement. Right. Yeah. So the educational piece, which I think is so great for the kids. And then when, when he talks about supportive services, so we're talking about really about caseworkers oftentimes, yeah, right? Yeah, we, we call them case managers. Case managers. Uh, sometimes we have peer support people, people that actually um, came from very similar circumstances as the residents, so they can really relate to it, maybe addiction or formerly homeless. But really it's working individually or in workshops with that person, trying to look at what goals they might have, how they can achieve, how can they get a job, how can they learn to, to live in the community, be productive, um, right. all these different things. Yeah. yeah. The, the normal 
oftentimes in apartment complexes at this level, there's high level of turnover. There's high level of isolation. Yeah, yeah. I've found, I think you're, you're nodding already, yeah. we've found that that changes when you have a supportive model like this, where it's not necessarily the high turnover because they're being supported. Right. And there can be more community versus isolation. Talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think both both aspects of it. The high turnover here. We're working with our residents. We don't want. We want them to succeed. Yeah. All of our residents eventually pay rent, and it's just a regular apartment. They're paying rent. There's a lease, uh, but we're working with them if they get behind or if they engage in certain activities that normally a landlord may just immediately evict. Now we're working with them to keep them in their housing. Yeah. At the same time, we're also trying to get them engaged in a community first at, at, at the at the at the property and then the wider community get them out of their housing units get them engaged with others a socialization is a big part of of what we try to do uh, get them connected back to their family uh, so many of our um, people that were homeless one of the distinguishing things about them is that they've, they've lost connection with their family. Yeah. Through, through lots of different reasons. Right. They may have adult children that perfectly are there to, that could support them, uh, but no, they've lost that connection. So we try to reunite them with their, with their relatives and other loved ones. That's so, they, so, so they good. gain that support yeah. that uh, most of us really take for granted. Uh, but right. not for many of our residents. They, they lack that support. Right. Well, I've heard a friend of mine defines homelessness as a situation where you've run out of relationships. I, I think that, that's, I like that. I think that's exactly, I mean, many people come to homelessness for many, many different reasons. Yeah. But one of the common features is exactly that. They don't have that support system. They yeah. run out of relationships. They've run out of yeah. relationships. Yeah. And addiction, of course, can be a big part of, of that. Mm -hmm. I know you probably see. So on the substance abuse side, is there is that a priority in terms of how you serve? I mean, I guess it depends on the property. But I'm sure that's a part of what you do. It definitely is. We Our, our staff generally tries to do as much as they can uh, we, but we generally work closely, say, in Ventura County with the County Beha Behavioral Health or other health service agencies okay. for yeah. that particular right. uh, part. Yeah. yeah. Wow. And the caseworkers are on site? Yes, I think. And that's Case really, managers? Yeah, that's one of the mo most important things. So they're working and they see those residents every day and they grab them. Maybe they're seeing them for coffee or something, but they're there and the residents you know, uh, no excuse, but uh, to sit down with them and right. and work on their uh, service plan or, or just yeah. to just talk. You know? It's so good. Yeah, yeah the, the, uh, this is one of those issues, I think, in a, in a society where everybody recognizes there's a problem. And yet, if it, oftentimes, at least the stigma or whatever has been, Oh yeah, I'm all for low-income housing, just not in my neighborhood. Mm, yeah, <laughs> where, sure. you know, where, and I think that's part of the opportunity that many mansions has, and we have, to change it, to, to, to dispel the myth that this is going to be violence and police mm -hmm. showing up all the time and, and people out on the street or people, like, doing it a different way right. that changes the perception of what this is 
low-income or affordable housing. I mean, is that something you guys are trying to do? Absolutely. I, mean, I used to tell people, because we, we build apartment buildings, uh, housing, or we acquire apartments and, and then renovate them. But I used to say that, you know, there was no difference between one of our apartment complexes and the private luxury apartment complex down the street. I said, there's really no difference with that. But actually, that isn't true. Ours are nicer. <laughs> they're, they're nicer. They're built better. They're built to last. They built highest quality, highest energy features, water features, things like that. Well maintained. They're quiet. They're clean. They're not overcrowded. Uh, we do not allow you know drug usage on site. Um, so no, this is actually some of the nicest places in the neighborhood. And I think over time, the neighbors who may have opposed the idea of it at first, really come to see that actually this was a really good addition to their to yeah. their neighborhood. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think sometimes like I don't know if you've had this experience, but when we describe what we do, this of supportive permanent supportive mm. model, people are oftentimes like, I've never heard of that before. Mm. Like, wow, there's a different way to do apartments than just throw some people in the units and say, Good luck. Yeah. Like this is a permanent you guys have a presence. You have, like, I mean, what what I'm saying is, I think there needs to be more of this. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, I have a friend who wants to do this all over the country. Mm. Like, he's thinking, man, we can, you talk about making an impact in people's lives. I mean, he wants to put units and go to 10 metropolitan areas and throw up however, you know, X amount of units. And, 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 and the impact you can have on lives and neighborhoods and cities is amazing, right? For right. the good, yeah, yeah. But it's but it's a different way of doing it. It is, yeah. And we tell communities like we're not just going to build something, have it occupied, and then leave. Right. You know, we're building it. We're going to continue to manage it. We're going to continue to own it, and we're there through the duration. So we're accountable to you. Right. And we feel that we're sort of stewards of a community asset. Yes. That everybody in the community plays a part in in, in making it succeed. But we're we're the ones that are accountable to them. Yeah, so, and, right. Um, and I think that yeah. that allays a lot of fears. Yeah. And um, you know, it puts a lot of responsibility on us. But, yeah. You know, you have to you have to deliver. Our, that's our mission. Yeah. So, yeah, we do it. Yeah, I, I the, one of the communities we we bought here was on the west. It's on the west side of Santa Barbara, and it, we've been there 17 years. And somebody asked me the other day, "Well, how's it affected the neighbors?" I said, uh, "Well." The guy next door has done a remodel. The guy across the street did a complete remodel. All the property values have gone up. Mm -hmm. Crime has gone down by a lot. Turnover has gone down by a lot. Like kids are bringing, like the net effect in terms of a neighborhood and a community is so positive with a vision like this. Right, right, right. Which I think is part of dispelling that, you know, the neighbors, if they hear a many mansions projects coming, probably should be excited, you know. <laughs> the other aspect of it, it gives the community members uh, an opportunity to volunteer and give back to the community. Right. So we constantly are using volunteers in our after-school homework program or uh, working with our uh, disabled or formerly homeless residents. Yeah. And it gives people an opportunity to get that experience of helping others yeah. or um, donating or donating items or doing service projects at our, at our properties. It's so good. And I think they feel good about doing that. Yeah, 
Do you have churches involved with you? Absolutely. Churches, synagogues, many service clubs, rotary clubs, Kiwanis, um, Girl Scout troops. Uh, we got Boy Scouts, everybody. Everybody, That's so you know, good. It's a, an opportunity for them to really help others. I know my son, when he was in high school, he helped at our homework club. And that really, that really made an impact on yeah. them. Yep. Yeah. We have the same, same with some yeah. high schoolers. It's such a great thing for them. Yeah. You know, you don't. And so if, if people had a heart, let's say for veterans, mm -hmm. and they're watching, they're saying, hey, I really have a heart for veterans. I mean, they really could serve at your property. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, we have a, a veterans-only property in Oxnard, California, and one that just opened up in the Silmar Terrace area in Los Angeles. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's two now. We have two now, right? Veterans who were chronically homeless, homeless for more than a year. Yeah, that's another and, issue. And, um, you know, or especially one in, in Oxnard, families, veteran families yeah. that have been homeless. That's and that so was, that's just a, was, we felt when we heard that that was a big part of our homeless population. Yeah. It just felt so wrong, not that anybody should be homeless, but especially our veterans. Right. Uh, that we really wanted to do something about it. And the state really also led the effort in getting special funding uh, to help the veterans. So yeah, no, we have veterans groups helping us. It's, it's near Port, uh, Point Magoo uh, Naval Base. Uh, other agencies, uh, Gold Coast veterans and others uh, are helping us there, so. Wow. Yeah. That's such a that's such a great thing. Many Mansions website is what? It's uh, Many Mansions, so it's www.manymansions.org. Okay, manymansions.org. Mm -hmm. um, Rick Schrader is the president. This is a wonderful thing. Uh, providing homes and inspiring hope. Um, our mission is to provide homes and inspire hope through quality housing services and education. So they're helping hundreds of families, including veterans, including those who are homeless, uh, find housing, and they do it in a way that is supportive and permanent. That's another part. So you guys, you don't sell. No, no. You're buying, you're there for the long haul. We're there for the long haul, yes. We get lots of offers for people that, that want to buy. I'm sure. I'm not sure what... What they think they're buying, but uh, yeah, but, uh, right. But no, we never sell. And you're probably your your occupancy is probably relatively high. It's extremely high, and the unfortunate thing is we've have a waiting list of over 2,500 households that's been closed for now three or four years. Oh my God! You know, I closed the waiting list because people had been on there for eight, ten years. So uh, we've done a lot of development lately. Uh, so the waiting list is moving down a little bit, but the need is just... Um, it's a huge need. Yeah. I need to learn from you. Okay. I'm going to look you up. Watch out. <laughs> I'm getting your email address. we got to do more. I want to do more. Good. I mean, there's, there's just, this is a huge need, and the way that you're doing it, the way the Turner Foundation does it, frankly, is, is I think, right in the bullseye of how to do this. Um, and it just it changes people's lives. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank Rick you for inviting Schrader. Me. Yeah. Manymansions.org. Love to, if you want to support, if you're in that area, you want to volunteer, you want to donate, uh, they'd love to have you involved. It'll bless your life, I can guarantee you. Manymansions.org. Rick Schrader has been my guest. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next time.